passion You're stirring up dirty In the back of my mind You keep on flirting You know that it's working You're stuck in my head, girl Riding the lines Couldn't sing a song without you If I tried Let's light it up like it's our last night Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For the Love of the Game pod. It's episode 67 with Mackenzie and Paige. We are going to recap our first, not half, I guess, majority of Omaha and get to you with our top two teams that made it through. How are we feeling, Paige? Oh, my goodness. I mean, Omaha has just been so fun this year with such close games. It's been absurd. So many one-run games that we're going to talk about. Um, which has just been such a nice change from the blowout games in regionals and super regionals. So I'm pumped. Absolutely. So we're going to get right into it. This up. Paige is going to talk about one half of the bracket. I'm going to do the next. So take it away, Paige. Okay. I'm going to talk about the side with TCU, Oral Roberts, Virginia, and Florida, which started way back on Friday. We started with TCU and Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts put up four runs in the ninth to respond to a three-run eighth inning for TCU. They really just looked like a team that didn't quit, and therefore Oral Roberts won six to five. So super fun game. I loved watching Oral Roberts and TCU this postseason. Me too. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, such fun teams to watch and just different from our typical. That evening, we had Virginia and Florida. Um, Florida walked off Virginia 6-5. to five. Um, They had a two-run home run in the ninth. They had a sack fly in the ninth, which scored three runs for their walk-off. It was just a really rough look for Virginia's bullpen because Virginia looked so good in the first part of the game. Like, their pitching was on point, and their bullpen just really let them down. Um so, yeah, not the best day for yeah. the open. I know. Not great. Not great. Um, on Saturday, there were games on the other half of the bracket that McKenzie will get to. So I'm going to skip right on to Sunday in which TCU played Virginia in an elimination game, which TCU won 4-3 to eliminate Virginia. And then Florida played Oral Roberts that evening. And Florida looked so good from the start. They got all their runs, I think I said, in the first four innings. Um, but Oral Roberts like came ready to, for that comeback, but it really, it was just too little, too late. It wasn't enough. And Florida won five to four rough day for Oral, um, and the gummy worms (laughs) on (laughs) Tuesday, we had TCU versus Oral Roberts again, which I feel like at this point, Oral Roberts just was a little defeated. Like after they're like, they've been riding this hot streak. And it, you could tell it kind of came to a close, and it definitely did on Tuesday. TCU's offense was just so hot. Um, Luke Savage came in for relief for TCU, picked up another win. We've talked about him a lot this season also and last season. He's just good, and TCU won 6-1, to one, which meant Wednesday uh, Florida was going to play TCU. Florida with no losses under their belt at this point, TCU with one. So it was really a win-or-go-home game for TCU. Unfortunately for the Horn Frogs, TCU lost. Florida won three to two um, to advance the finals, and this one was such a heartbreaking game because I yeah. was really pulling for TCU at this point when Oral Roberts lost, and I was. It was the game where 
they hit who was it Braden Taylor hit that ball deep to center field and I thought it was going to be a home run like I thought they're gonna like tie it we're gonna like have more baseball yeah and Florida the Florida center fielder like totally robbed it and Florida took the game to advance to the college world series finals yeah, that was a really tough one. I was also on the Horn Frog train. Would love to see TCU in the finals, but Florida, yeah, it just these teams though that have to make their way through the losers bracket. I mean, we'll get to that too with like LSU, but like these teams just have to play so much baseball. You just get to a point where sometimes it's like, oh, just can't push. Yeah, that little extra. So it's so sad. And I mean, I just feel so bad because TCU really had a chance there. That that home run went 411 feet, or that robbed home run went 411 yeah. feet. And I saw a tweet that was like, in 97 percent of Major League Baseball parks, it would have been gone. But yeah. we all know that I mean, it's not even TD Ameritrade anymore. Whatever the stadium is called, like it has, it's like a pain in the ass for hitters. Yeah, it always has been like. Since it was built, so. Yeah. Just wasn't. No, super, yeah. Crazy side for that racket. Definitely lots of, like, beating up on each other and, you know, getting mm-hmm. through. But Florida got through. Love to see it. Um, see. On the other side of the bracket, though. Yes, tell us had, about the other side. Yeah. We, so we had Stanford, Wake Forest, Tennessee, and LSU. So definitely a very stacked other side of the bracket. Very stacked. So, Game started for them on Saturday. Stanford played Wake Forest. Tennessee played LSU. So I'm like, geez, Louise, what's going to happen here? Close games, though, again. Wake Forest actually beat Stanford 3-2. to two. I will say mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed with Stanford, too. Like, they definitely were in this game against it Wake Forest. It was a big pitcher's duel, I would say. I mean, Stanford, yes. their best pitching, right? We saw, like, Drew Dowd was yep. in it. Like, it was a big pitcher's duel. Yeah, Absolutely. So, super close game right there. The only game really um, that wasn't – well, I guess it was still kind of close. But Tennessee, LSU played each other. LSU won 6-3. to I think this game, even though Tennessee was definitely in it, you know, had some great hits, LSU just looked in control. I don't know. Tennessee was like a team that threw this whole process I was rooting for. But mm-hmm. I just I, – yeah. I, Tennessee, it was similar to, like, that Royal Roberts game where it was, like, too little, too late. Like, Tennessee put up all yeah. their runs in the eighth inning, but it just yeah. it wasn't enough. It was like, just – exactly. little too late, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, so then from there, so we've got our two losers, Tennessee and Stanford. So they then had to play Monday in um, an elimination game, unfortunately. So Stanford, Tennessee played each other. Tennessee did move on, though. They beat Stanford 6-4. to four. So Stanford was the first person on this side of the bracket to go home, unfortunately. Second year in a row. <laughs> I know, second year in a row. Those poor guys, they're like, can we just, like, get, can we get a win? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but good for the trees. They had a great season. <laughs> Um, so then from there, we had Wake Forest and LSU play each other, the two winners. LSU lost that game. So LSU handled L- – or Wake Forest handled LSU. Yeah. But only three to two. So this was definitely a close one. And I this... think we could both – I think everybody watching these games could definitely see that, like, Wake Forest LSU is going to be definitely competitive. And in this game, Wake Forest looked like the better team. LSU only they scored did. in the third. 
And Wake, they didn't really score in the beginning, so LSU's starting pitching was on point, right? But they, Wake, like, fully started that comeback in, like, the sixth inning, and they came back, and I just thought they looked like more of a, like, not going to quit. They're pushing through a team. Yes, I agree. I definitely was like, LSU is LSU. But Mm -hmm. after that game, I was like, yeah, no, Wake looks like the better team here. So, obviously, then LSU – They've got a loss under their belt. So they had to go play Tennessee on Tuesday. LSU won that game, one of the bigger wins for mm-hmm. our College World Series, 5-0 to mm-hmm. zero over Tennessee. That one was sent. offensively. I mean, it doesn't really look like it because it was just 5-0. to zero, But offensively, yeah. Dylan Cruz went 2-4. for four. Trey Morgan, who was so cold during the regionals, went 2-4. for four. And then Cade Beloso was 3-4 for four at DH. Like, their people were just – on it they yeah their bats were hot mm-hmm. and so yeah unfortunately tony vitello and his little voles had to go home Sad. so that put us at wednesday night we have a game between wake forest lsu to kind of set this up reminds me of 2017 you're the mm-hmm. team with the two wins going into it wake is feeling good lsu's got the loss under their belt but lsu is hungry for it so lsu won the game five to two wednesday Forcing a game on Thursday, Wake Forest, LSU. I hope everybody watched that game. Insane. Went One to, of the best college baseball games ever. 11 yeah, was inning. it 12? 11. 11 innings. Like, so LSU won 2-0 to zero off a walk-off home run from Tommy Tanks. Love to see it. Oh, it's just, it's so sad because Wake has had such a good season. But it's literally, like, verbatim the Beavs in 2017, where it's like, just they're freaking killing it. They're amazing. Clearly the best team, right? Exactly, exactly. But they just, oh, it's baseball. And then it just happens. It's the Cajun curse. It really is. So at this point, I don't know about you, Paige. So we've got LSU and Florida in the finals. Um, I'm just, I'm going for LSU at this point. They might as well just take care of it, win the two games. (laughs) I say they go 2-0. and oh. Oh, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I mean, LSU, right, clearly stacked. Tommy Tanks, Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens. Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz on the same team, like both in the running for the number one overall mm-hmm. draft pick, right? Yeah. Um, but then you had Cade Peloso the last couple days. I mean, he hit the three-run homer to really take that first game against Wake Forest. He mm-hmm. was two for four, like, before – the game before when they played, oh god, not Wake Forest, but who did you say? Uh, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. So it's just like they just—they're so stacked. They really are, dude. And that's why I'm almost like, just do it. I mean, we can also—we'll talk about this next week and throughout the summer. Transfer, transfer portals, all the stuff you know that goes on. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's like obviously Tommy Tanks, Paul Skeens, like. I don't know. Dylan Cruz. Teams, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel All transfers. About yeah, all transfers. And so I'm like, I don't know. They're just a stacked team that at this point, if they don't win, I'm just like, are we playing stupid baseball? Because they really should. I mean, even with Jack, Cagli- Jack Caglione, Wyatt Langford, Josh Rivera, like, I don't know. I just think LSU should do it. And if they don't, I – Okay, now I'm being aggressive, but low key, I feel like that's embarrassing. They better take care of it. Like LSU. The thing is, like you have two, like the two of your players are potential for the first 
Like, they're in the running for the one-two picks. Like, how do you not... I know. And that's Uh, not even including Tommy Tanks, because he's not draft eligible. Yeah. And I will say, LSU was our number one team until um, Wake took that over, like, halfway through the season. So, like, LSU, they they just had a little lull in the middle. We'll see. If anything, though, this College World Series has been really fun, really competitive, great games. So I'm sure the finals will be just the same. So Yeah, and like you said, I mean, offensively, Florida's got it with, like, Wiling for Josh Rivera and Jack Caglione. Like, their two for, through four hitters are all have an OPS over yeah. one dot, right? Caglione yep. is, like, the modern-day Shohei Otani with his with modern day exactly. we are in modern day that's what everyone says about Shohei. he's a modern day babe ruth jack caglione is the second coming of shohei otani like <laughs> how i don't understand his era is like a 3.6 like i just yeah. don't i don't know i know it's actually and he's sitting over one i know it is actually insane and these players are really fun to watch so they're so fun who would you take though okay if you were like the gm who has the first overall pick this year MLB draft. First. Um, I think the Pirates. That's what I thought too. Yeah. MLB draft. I want the order for twenty twenty three. I think it's the Pirates, which is crazy because the Pirates have actually been. Yeah, it is. The Pirates have actually been pretty good this year. Um, it is the Pirates. If you're the Pirates, who the Nationals? Okay, that's Who so are you taking? I'm the Pirates. Who am I taking? I oh. I feel like it's got to be Paul Skeens who they take, but I just feel like they have to. Skeens, I mean, I don't know. You you probably hear the commentators all the time talking about, obviously, a lot of these players, but they always say, like, something that stuck with me is when they were talking about him, how, like, he goes through, like, the locker room and the dugout. I was like, I outwork you. I outwork you. I outwork you. And I think the dude is, like, a a hardo. I mean, he came from the Air Force. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I just think he's like he's really scary. Like into I, I think Paul Skeens is the clear number one choice. But I also it is really hard with these other players that are so good offensively. It's insane. But I think that Dylan Cruz. I think the reason that some people lean towards Dylan Cruz because he was what everyone said all season long. It's going to be Dylan Cruz, right? Dylan yeah. Cruz is less. He's not a pitcher, so therefore I think he's less of a liability, like a potential health risk liability thing yeah. with, his, with his arm, which is why some teams might take him just because you know you're going to have him for a little bit longer. Exactly. Potentially. Nope, that's very true. That's but very true. I mean, Paul Skeens is throwing over 100. Like, arguably, could be playing on a major league team next year. So. Exactly. Insane stuff. We've got insane talent this year. I mean, insane. Obviously, Jack Caglione is isn't even draft eligible. He's a sophomore. That's so what like, I thought. Next He's year we'll talk about baby. him. Yeah, and what about Tommy Tanks? Isn't he just a sophomore? Too, just a sophomore. Just Gosh, a sophomore. Dude. Like, That's the thing too about I will say. I mean, there's lots of different guys on different teams that I'm like, how old are you? You look 35. But mm-hmm. how is it? LSU, well, transfer portal, and everybody wants to go there, but. They all look like they're freaking 35 years old, just jacked, powerful. Their catcher's hot. I'm like, who's their catcher? Oh, catcher's hot. Yes, I think he's so hot. He's like dirty looking. (laughs) You are so funny. I know. I think he's. He is. Oh my god. I swear to God. I'm just sad to see Tony Vitello gone. Like that is me too. I was like, come on. I feel you. This morning I was watching Dan Swanson's um like wedding video and I cried 
because Aww, not cute. Him and Mallory love. Yeah. Also, else? the Cubs are pretty fun. Okay, we're going to go off on all these tangents, but the Cubs are pretty fun to watch this year because I really liked the Cubs back when they had, like, Rizzo mm-hmm. and Dexter Fowler. My yep. God. But now, like, those are no longer, and they kind of – they just had a – Lol, but now we've got you know like Nick in there. We've got Dansby. We've got Belly. So Cubs are yeah. fun to watch. Everybody, just a little side super note. fun. I'm sad because I went to a Cubs game last season. I should have gone this season. <gasps> yes, you need to go this season. I'm not going to make it. You need to go this season. Go meet Dansby. I know. I, know. I gotta figure it out. Make it happen. Make it happen. Mackenzie sucks. Just kidding. <laughs>